0: we
1: I'm Kim, and I'm B, and welcome to Killer Reality. Oh my gosh, B
0: what Today happened? was the
1: season finale of Sister Wives
0: Oh boy, good stuff happening.
1: Good stuff's happening, um not as spicy as other episodes. um Janelle was a lot nicer than I probably would have been um, and I don't know. I was expecting Cody to like Chris Watts's family, and I don't know if that's gonna happen. So, hmm, yeah, so
0: interesting. So, I've been watching some of season 17 so I can get caught up on the good stuff since the other seasons I'm watching are kind of boring. But, um, can I tell you how tired I am of hearing this guy say, I have no respect, I have no control, I have no this, I have no that? Why is it all about you, and what is with the control trip these days? It's kind of scary.
1: It is. And like I said before, he has really changed, really like morphed into something that is unrecognizable.
0: Yeah, it's crazy to me. Like, sit down, breathe, just relax, guy.
1: Yeah. It will be okay, Cooter. (laughs) Cooter. (laughs) I just like the name Cooter and saying it like that. Cooter. Try it. It's fun.
0: Cooter. 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 I don't
1: know. I don't know. Oh, what show was it that had Cooter in it back in the day when I was a kid? Um, I know what you're talking about. Was it Andy was it Griffith? Dukes
0: of Hazard?
1: No, e- either Dukes of Hazard or Andy Griffith. I can't remember. I wasn't very much of the Andy Griffiths show. That was pre me a little bit, but it was still on the air. But Dukes of Hazard for sure. Um, so yeah, I can't it was remember. Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. I used to watch that show every week when it came on. That in Dallas. My grandmother got me into Dallas at a tender age. So, okay. Nice. Well, today we're doing true crime. Yay. Woohoo. Woohoo. Nothing like a good murder story first thing in the morning. Hey, you got to get that blood flowing. Gotta. Okay. So, um, again, trigger warning, guys. Uh, we're probably going to do two stories for you today. And um, the second one is definitely uh, a trigger warning. If you start hearing things you don't like or think the direction that's going, uh, please just turn off the podcast and go about your day. We don't want you upset. But we also don't want you to leave. So maybe toughen up a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. I understand <laughs> trigger warnings and trauma. It can be rough. I get it. Or just turn down the volume and just keep us playing. That would be cool. Too, We appreciate you. <laughs> okay. So we're actually going to New York, Connecticut area today. Okay. Um, On March 23rd, 2003, a woman by the name of Sheila Davilou, uh, a pharmaceutical researcher, asked her husband, Paul, to play a game. He agrees and she proceeds to handcuff him, blindfold him, um, and he's handcuffed to a chair.
0: A little kinky.
1: A little kinky. She wants to spice things up because she's been married for 13 years and finds Paul a little boring. Oh, so, poor Paul. Poor Paul. I know. So the rules of the game are simple. She's going to touch him with an object, and he has to guess what it is. So she touches him with a few objects. He guesses. And the next object, he feels plunge into his chest and then his abdomen.
0: Oh, I wonder if he could guess what that was.
1: <laughs> Sorry, that just cracked me up. Guess, bitch. <laughs> um, she actually took a parry knife and plunged it into his chest and then into his abdomen. She this tells game just him? isn't fun anymore. No, I think it lost its appeal. It's not <laughs> kinky nor fun. Um, she tells him it was an accident, but then proceeds to stab him again. Well,
0: hold you accidentally, <laughs> okay, crazy. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, she removes his blindfold and he can see that he is bleeding, obviously. She informs him that she has also lost the key to the handcuff. So I'm sorry, bro. You're handcuffed to the chair forever.
0: Conveniently stuck, she... buddy.
1: <laughs> right? You're stuck, bro. He begs her to call 911 and she does. She picks up her phone and she makes a phone call. And 30 minutes goes by and he says, where is EMS? I am bleeding. I need help. And she says, well, EMS is probably busy. And so he proceeds to beg her uh, to take her to the emergency room. Mm -hmm. And she can't find the key to the handcuffs. So she's running around frantically. And so now 45 minutes has passed. And he's like, dude, I need you to take me to the hospital. So she ends up breaking the chair he's handcuffed to to free him because she can't find the key. And then as soon as she breaks the chair, the key falls from the sky and she's able to uncuff him. Uh, Just like magic. Just like magic. The key appears. Kind of like in Stephen Avery when the key appeared after the ninth time. I remember Um, that. Yeah, I know. So he convinces her. To get him to the hospital. She agrees. She heads out with him in the back seat and they arrive to an urgent care. She an leaves him in the car. Care. Uh-huh. Not the Not hospital. Not an emergency
0: there. room at yep. the hospital. We just went to a regular old urgent care clinic. Yep. Sure oh, did.
1: Okay. Um mm-hmm. Yep. No so she leaves him in the here. car to check him in, you know, because she's a caring and loving wife and she's like, No, you stay here. Let me go get help. So she runs into the urgent care. She comes back out. She's like, oh, man, they can't see you. I'm so sorry. They're too busy. (laughs) Sorry about your bad luck. Sorry about your bad luck. He's like, well, then you need to take me to the ER right now. She agrees. They get to the ER and she finds the most remote parking lot she can find at the hospital away from the entrance where most people would pull up to the entrance. She just is like, no, we're going to park here in the back 40. She gets out of the car. She walks around to the passenger side to the back seat where he is sitting, opens the door, and suddenly that knife that she had appears and she just starts stabbing the hell out of him. Jeez. And she's going to town. Well, a passerby sees this, and the passerby runs over and separates her from him and calls 911 because, of course, they're in the back 40. There's no way he could get Paul to. Uh, the emergency room from where they're parked. So he calls for an ambulance. Sheila proceeds to get in the car and take off. She's gone. She's out of there. So Paul gets into, um, actually, let me back up. She comes back while they're waiting for the ambulance and tries to get Paul back in the car. And the passerby is like, no, I don't think that's going to happen. And Paul's like, "Mm, no, sorry, (laughs) (laughs) bad idea. So she takes off again. The ambulance gets there. Paul gets admitted to the hospital and the cops come and see him. And he tells the cops that Sheila tried to kill him. So the police do what police do. They start the investigation and they pull the phone records because Paul tells them that she called 911 and everyone's wondering why why 911 did not show up. Mm -hmm. Well, she actually didn't call 911. She called her ex-lover, Nelson. And left a message to see if he wanted to go on a date. Jesus, this one has some balls on her. (laughs) She's got some balls. So they uh, ended up arresting her for the attempted murder of Paul. And in 2004, she was convicted um, and sentenced to 25 years. She claimed she never wanted to hurt him. And she has mental health issues. And the prosecution maintained that Sheila's motive was that she just wanted to be with her ex-lover, Nelson. So during this trial, um, this woman by the name of Annalisa Raimundo, her father comes forward and says, Sheila killed my daughter. Oh, wow. And everybody's like, what the hell? So remember the sex game stabbing incident happened in 2003. Well, November of 2002... Anna uh, Annalisa was found in her home, bludgeoned to death and stabbed nine times to her face, neck and chest. Uh, the oh crime scene goodness. showed a very brutal struggle, like Annalisa was fighting for her life and she died.
0: So, awful.
1: yes. So because Annalisa's father came forward and made a stink about it, the police are like, well, we're going to look into this and come to find out. Sheila was actually the prime suspect in Annalise's death, but they were never able to concretely confirm that she was present at the crime scene. Okay. So, five years later, almost to the day of Annalise's death, Sheila was arrested and charged with her murder. In 2012, the trial began, and she decided to uh, defend herself. She's going to represent herself. Mm Mm-hmm. Very bad idea, people. Don't ever do it because the prosecution is going to hammer you. Unless, of course, you are a trained defense attorney. Then knock yourself out. And then I
0: still feel like you should have some sort of other team outside of yourself.
1: I really think so. You know what? I bet Cody would defend himself. (laughs) Probably. Probably. So ultimately, they were able to prove that they found her DNA blood mixed in with Annalisa's blood at the crime scene. And she was sentenced to um 50 years. So she has a total of 75 years now in prison for attempted murder of Paul and then the actual murder of Annalisa and all because she wanted Nelson, um her ex-lover and coworker who decided he preferred Annalisa over her.
0: Sounds like a fatal attraction situation. Absolutely, except there was no boiled rabbits.
1: <laughs> That's a bonus. Yeah, did they actually boil the rabbit? Yeah, they she boiled the rabbit in that movie. hmm For sure. She okay, did. so that that was a very quick one, guys. So that's why we are going to bless you with another story. And Brandy has no idea what the story is, but I get guess uh she's going to figure it out as soon as I say it.
0: But before we move on, mm-hmm. I do have a couple things to point out about Miss Sheila.
1: That she's cuckoo? She
0: is cuckoo, and she went to great lengths to try and hide some of her life, like I was looking into it, and uh you know the man that she was having an affair with he had no idea that she was married, oh yeah, no clue. do you know why? no, because she had told him that um she had a brother who had mental health issues. And that if he found out she was in a relationship or whatever, he would just lose his mind. She's crazy. She is crazy. And uh, she also um, would have her husband move out regularly, like on a weekend basis, and take all of his stuff with him to a hotel so it looked like nobody lived at her home but her.
1: You know what? If Timmy came to me and asked me to do that, my first inclination would be, who is she? Or he, not judging. Not judging. I'm trying very hard to be accepting of everything these days, and I put no assumptions on anybody. So, that would be my first thing.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I actually misspoke. So, the affair man had no idea she was married. and. Part of the reason she would make her husband leave is because she made him believe that she had a brother with mental health issues. And if he found out she was married, that her brother would lose her mind. So she had this crazy brother that couldn't know she was married and she would make her husband leave. That just blows my mind. Could you imagine having to leave your home every weekend or on a frequent basis and taking all of your stuff with you because you're in this relationship with a crazy person?
1: I am literally all over this house. If you walked in, you you would know somebody else lived here. Oh, <laughs> for mean, sure. There is no way that I could get all my shit and schlep it to a hotel every single weekend. At that point, if that was the case, I'm I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm just going to get my own place and we'll do it a couple times a week. I'll see you. Slap you on the ass. <laughs> go about your business.
0: Yeah, and she was also, it seems, notorious for having affairs. She actually cheated on her first husband with her second husband, and uh, so this was kind of her thing. Man. <laughs> yeah. Huckoo. Totally. So she needed some help. She might have had some mental health issues, like she said. No excuse at all, but she has a history here of reckless behavior between her infidelity and clearly murdering and attempting murder, um, it's obviously not normal.
1: No, not normal at all. (laughs) Man, you know, I just, guys, if you're not happy in your relationship, just exit it.
0: Exactly. You're just going to compound the issues and make your life that much worse. Like move on, find happiness, do what you got to do, all good and great. But, man, you're just fucking your life up by killing or trying to kill people. I don't know what you think you're going to accomplish unless you're really good. I mean, really, really good and can get away with it. But nine times out of ten, that's not what happens here, people.
1: No. And you know what? You can't get away with it. You These days, sure, 70s, 80s, I could see it. Right. <laughs> you know, no one knew anything. You'd just go on a killing spree and that would be it. But you always leave a trace. And that's what the law enforcement got good at.
0: Yeah, for sure. So much technology and all that good stuff. Yeah, you don't have just FYI.
1: If you Google something on your computer, it never goes away even if you delete your computer. I learned that from forensic files, it does not go away. So, Good to know.
0: I better stop Googling some stuff. No, I'm kidding. <laughs>
1: right. Even if you absolutely think you have deleted it and your computer reassures you that it is gone and is not gone, there is always you still a still have a footprint out there. Yes. And these days, everything goes to the cloud, which I still haven't figured out what the hell that is. So just don't do it, guys. You're just not going to get away with it.
0: Yeah, the cloud makes me nervous to know that you could have all this stuff out there, photos, videos, whatever. What kind of and- photos are you taking, freak? I'm not telling. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna uh-huh. Google some shit. Ew, no, I'm. There's nothing out there. But it does make you think, though. Like it's kind of scary to think about where your
1: stuff could be landing. Yep. Okay. So next case, we are leaving the New York, Connecticut area, and we are headed to Washington State. Okay. Good old Washington. Good old Washington State. All right. You ready? <laughs> No. (laughs) Everyone, I apologize.
0: It's so bad. You're right. I do know. It's so bad, you guys.
1: Wait, you figured out what I'm doing?
0: I'm pretty sure.
1: (laughs) Okay. You're going to know as soon as I say it. Are we going
0: to where my family hails from here in good old Washington? (laughs) (laughs) Are you ready? Yes.
1: Okay. In the early morning hours of July 2nd, 2005... A man was abandoned at the Enumclaw Hospital emergency room. Aww. <laughs> the man had no pulse, and any attempt at reviving him were unsuccessful. The police were called, and an investigation was launched into the death of this unknown man. The cause of death was acute peritonitis due to perfor- perforation of the colon. No shit. No shit. <laughs> Through the investigation, the police identified the man as 45-year-old Kenneth Pinion. Kenneth worked as an engineer at Boeing and lived in Oak Harbor, Washington. The police were about to open a can of worms while investigating Pinion's death. It would ultimately be the catalyst for change in Washington State. But let's give a little background on Pinion. He worked for Boeing for eight years. He was previously married, and he had children. He moved from Seattle to Oak Harbor and was building a new house and a barn. Because he likes animals. Mm, yeah, Pinion was in a motorcycle accident years before and lost the ability to experience certain sensations. He increasingly had to derive pleasure from extreme sex acts, um, i.e. extremely large dildos, fisting, and other objects that were inserted um, so he could um, climax. Talk about a freak. <laughs> little freaky. It gets freakier. He eventually found an online group nicknamed the zoos. The zoos met every weekend at a farm in Enumclaw, Washington. They filmed one another having sex with horses and sometimes with one another after they finished with the horses. Oh. Oh. These videos were distributed online. Because apparently there is a whole group that is into animals. It's a bestiality, right? Yep. And they're specifically called zoophiles, like a pedophile, but a zoophile or something like that. Gross. Yeah. And it's a huge, huge thing. Well, I mean, pedophilia is a huge thing as well. So Sure. Of yeah. course. So apparently they used a horse breeding pheromone to attract the horse to them. Um, and they would bend over and, well, uh, literally take it in the ass.
0: I, even though I know this story, (laughs) I am at a loss for words. I just, I cannot with this one.
1: Yeah. Well, and you know what's funny? So I live very close to Enumclaw. Mm, Yep. Like I could throw a rock to Enumclaw. I have a lot of friends that live in Enumclaw. Um, I go get my nails done in Enumclaw. I was just there yesterday. And the story has always kind of stuck with me and i found out where the farm is Mm -hmm. so i asked timmy yesterday where the road was because he grew up around here and he's mapping it in his head and he's telling me and he goes why (laughs) (laughs) and i told him and he just turned his head and just kept driving he's like i don't know what's wrong with you right like what the (laughs) fuck is wrong with you weirdo no (laughs) um so a documentary was made and it's called the zoo and the guy that made it, I can't pronounce his last name. I want to say murdered, but it's <laughs> Charles muted day, something like that. And he believes that pinion did not truly have a love for horses and farm animals. Um, and he was not a zoophil, but he did. Um, he thinks he was just doing it because that's the only way he could derive pleasure. But There has to be better ways. There has to be better ways. But here's the kicker. He had a cast of the penis of his favorite horse made.
0: Oh, my. So don't come at me and tell me he didn't enjoy this or he didn't have some sort of love for it. If you have, Jesus, if you have a favorite horse and you're getting a cast of their junk, you you have some sort of disgustingly special feelings here.
1: Yes. And uh, I believe the horse, the, the, one horse in particular, had a couple of nicknames. And uh, he was referred to by opinion as Mr. Hands.
0: Mr. Hands. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mr. Hands.
1: So that kind of answered my question about how. And yes, I did Google it. And I feel like the FBI is going to show up at my house any minute. It's been um, nice knowing you. <laughs> I'll be like, look, I have podcasting equipment. See, Um, (laughs) so the farm was adjacent to the property of a truck driver by the name of James Tate. The story goes that the horse that night, um, Opinion's death, was not interested in any kind of sexual uh, shenanigans. Was the horse any other time? Uh, Did anybody ask the horse how they felt about this? And you know that bothers me too because horses are not dumb. You know, the animal has to know. What is going down? Right.
0: They obviously know this isn't one of their kind.
1: Right. And they're probably like, what the fuck? And then if it's a male, it's probably like, oh, well, (laughs) I'm just going for it. Gross. So Tate, Pinion, and another man um, got together, and Tate basically made the horse do him and Pinion, and the other man filmed him. So Pinion or the other man were filming Tate getting whatever, by the horse, pounded by the horse. Ugh. Okay. Uh, This horse was known as Big Dick. Oh, my God. The nicknames just keep getting worse. Um, When Tate was done, he then filmed Pinion being penetrated by the horse, and this is when Pinion was injured and taken to the hospital. Imagine that. Yeah. So his death was actually ruled accidental. Um, During the investigation, the police tracked down the farm and where the incident occurred. And during a raid, they seized 100 DVDs and VHS tapes that had acts of bestiality with various farm animals. It just wasn't horses. And apparently every weekend, groups of people would get together. This was a thing. And they would go to this farm and have orgies with animals.
0: I have no words. Yeah. I just, yeah. I obviously and can I don't tell understand. you every time
1: I'm driving around here and I see a horse um, trailer being transported, this is what goes through my mind. Those poor horses. It, yeah, I just and no one talks about it. in Claw. There's no jokes. There's no signs. There's no. <laughs> it's not a thing. It's just buried and people have moved on, except for me and hearing I'm talking about it. So it was determined that the horse was not injured. I don't know how they determined that. There's no details on that. After Pinion died, bestiality became an issue in the state where it was not an issue before. There were no laws.
0: I feel like that's one of the things that, nobody probably thinks to make a law of because why right. um, it's disgusting and crazy to me that we need to come up with a law for this but again people are stupid disgusting and crazy so we have to have laws for every little detail in life correct
1: <laughs> that's where we're at in the world so prosecutors wanted to charge tate with abuse of animals but could not prove that the animals were actually abused. Uh, there were no laws that made it illegal to fuck an animal. Um, so the prosecutors were like, well, what the hell do we do? So they settled on charging Tate with trespassing because remember, he lived adjacent to the farm. Mm-hmm. The farm owners had no idea that this was going on. Now, my question then becomes, if you are having weekend shenanigans, how do the owners of the farm not know that a bunch of people are gathering At their farm doing animals unless they were going in under some other type of, you know, oh, we're just here to ride horses or we're here to do this or here to do that. Right. So, uh, the third man that was filming uh, with them and also assisted in dropping Tate or uh, opinion off at the ER that night was never identified. Hmm. Yep. So... Um, Tate entered an Alford plea, which basically means that the accused is factually innocent, but acknowledges that evidence, um, could lead to a conviction if they were to go to trial. Right. He was given a suspended sentence of one year, a $300 fine and one day of community service. And he was told he could never go to the farm again. Well, you think? Yeah. So Tate subsequently moved to Tennessee onto a farm.
0: Oh, my God. hmm
1: In 2009, a woman was arrested in Tennessee for animal cruelty, and she was associated with Tate and the man who owned the farm. Police received an anonymous picture of a man having sex with a Shetland pony. That poor little pony.
0: I used to have a pony. That breaks my heart. I mean, it breaks my heart for any of these animals, but leave the baby pony alone.
1: I know, right? And Tate and the owner were arrested. Tate was charged with animal cruelty and Tate had pled guilty to engaging in sexual acts with animals and was placed on probation. Basically, it was legal in Washington until 2006. And as of uh, 2021, bestiality is legal in four states still. It's
0: disgusting.
1: Hawaii, New Mexico, West Virginia, and Wyoming do not have laws that prohibit sexual abuse of animals. However, Hawaii and Wyoming are working on legislation um, now to outlaw it, and it has been outlawed in Washington state. Um, well, you know, a lot of people good. don't realize because everybody thinks of Seattle when they think of Washington, but Washington is basically all farms on mm-hmm. both sides of the state. You know, and and people don't understand how heavy agriculture is here. And, uh, you know, that leads to you having farm animals. And it's not too far outside of Seattle that you'll find these farms. So Um, a researcher has estimated 8% of men and 3.6% of women engage in some form of sexual activity with an animal. And that study was conducted in the 1940s. 34% 34% this is going to blow your mind 34% of men in Brazil have had sex on a regular basis with animals so what's going on in Brazil Ah, <laughs> that, these guys that's a lot 34% that is a
0: huge number are you kidding me yeah what what is going on down in Brazil
1: right So everybody put your peanut butter down. It's illegal in the state of Washington. So. um, So disgusting. As I said earlier, there's also a very large subculture um, of this. And events are organized on a regular basis. I guess just like sex clubs, you know, people having orgies or whatever, swingers. Um, You know, just every time you pass a farm, it makes you wonder. And if you didn't wonder before, now you're going to and you're welcome. Now it's going to pique your curiosity a little bit. Yeah. But I am surprised that if you guys go to Google and you just type in Claw, the horse um, case is going to come up. There's also a documentary, I think, um, called The Zoo. There's also one called <laughs> Two Guys, One Horse. Oh my um,. God. So if – I will not go watch the documentary. Um, It's an interesting true crime story because it's something that it's hard to wrap our brains around. Um, But I'm not going to go watch it. I have no interest to see it. And
0: you're right. One of the things that pops up first is Wikipedia and it's the Enumclaw horse sex case. Mm Mm-hmm. But it doesn't Enumclaw so also
1: in the Native American language mean land of evil spirits or something?
0: Um, I think it's evil winds. Okay.
1: And One yes, is it two. I can confirm the winds are extremely evil. They are, but I used they to They're horrible. It. The winds are horrible. We actually had a windstorm last night.
0: So, oh, did you? Lucky, yeah, my fern
1: hanging on my front porch went for a ride.
0: And by the way, you're right. It's place of the evil spirits. Okay. Or thunder and lightning. It just Thund- ends. Thunder
1: and lightning. So that is the claw horse story that plagues everybody that lives around here. So I thought we'd just get it out of the way now. And you're welcome <sighs> again. It's awful.
0: And I, it leaves me speechless almost, which is hard to do most of the time.
1: Yeah. Just- you know, I feel sorry for, for Pinion having to, get involved in something like that. It's amazing things that happen that lead you down certain paths, right? And just the need to derive sexual pleasure and not having the ability to because of an accident, but having that desire to, I can't imagine the the mental fuckery that goes on with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, that has to be tough. But again, what brings you to the point of, ooh horses are it for me or farm animals are it for me again there's obviously better ways to find your pleasure um i don't feel bad for him i mean yeah no. he was in a sucky situation but i think good so God, this is how guy. i
1: envisioned it happening and i can be completely wrong um but i can imagine if you're going to the sex store and or online or however you're obtaining your sex toys, right? And you're seeking out the largest ones there and it loses its effectiveness.
0: Right. Right.
1: At what point is it, was he just out doing something and saw a horse? Because the first time I saw a horse's penis, I thought I was going to die.
0: Right. They're obviously not little. <laughs> no. Not by any stretch of the imagination. You so know. I could
1: see how his brain probably connected. Okay, well, I can't derive pleasure from this. So maybe that's my next step. But you have to have such a strong sexual drive and want that to be able to cross that line. And that's where it it gets me. I understand how he got there. But just crossing the line and doing it is a whole nother. I... This is
0: so disgusting, but I'm confused by the logistics of it all. You have to I know this I need person, the mechanics. <laughs> this big old horse. And uh
1: yeah. So what um, I assume is I have actually seen like a Dirty Jobs episode because I love that show. Um where it was a horse breeding place. Uh-huh. And to extract the semen from the horses, they have a mechanical Tube, for lack of a better term, <laughs> right? And they have to get the horse to mount this tube. So, in order to get the horse to mount this tube, in in order to get it aroused and then do the extraction, I really want to use my normal talking here, but I'm trying to be very good. So, if you hear me pausing, it's because I'm trying to find better words. <laughs> um, so, I would assume that it is something like that where they have to put the men on some kind of um, harness or some kind of thing to even get up to where they could do that, right? Because if a man just crouches on all fours on the floor, the horse isn't going to... Right. I, I don't know. I've never seen it, so... Hope you're I all know appreciating the, this visual that's being created here. Well, and that's what I need, and that's what I want to Google, and I refuse to Google it because then the FBI is going to show up at my house, and I'm going to have to explain that, you know, I'm really not into horses, but... See, I have a microphone. (laughs) How Um, to do research. (laughs) It's research, dude. It's research. And they're like, "Uh uh-huh. You live in a horse community. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah, you kind of do. do. (laughs) So anyway, I would assume that in order in using those pheromones, you have to get the horse to be attracted to it, to the person, because Mm -hmm. that's not the normal thing. So they have to be in something and they have to be in a situation where they can't move. And then the horse is just going to go to town. Right. So I assume it's some kind of setup like that. Like the horse is in some kind of pen. There might be some kind of contraption involved and then the horse gets excited and does its thing.
0: Like this makes me physically ill. Like it is so disgusting. I I still don't see how this could be anybody's thing.
1: I know it's, I I feel that's the, I feel the same way about a lot of things, but it's just amazing. So it's sad that Pinion's death was ruled accidental, but then, you know, maybe Tate could have been held accountable um, for manslaughter, Mm -hmm. but he wasn't because we had no laws on the book. So now if this were to occur here, either, You know, people that are still participating in this are just going to hide bodies, not bring them to the emergency room, or um, people are probably going to start getting charged with felonies.
0: As they should.
1: As they should. And again, the fact that it got to 2009 with no law on the books, or 2006, whatever year it was, is just astounding to me. I would agree just astounding. It. But again, I guess if you're not broached with a case or multiple cases of this and then them uncovering that this is a sex ring and that this is a thing, then you need to get something on the books.
0: I feel so bad for the animals. Like I'm a huge animal lover. I yeah. like animals more than I like people, if we're being quite honest. Yes. Um and I feel so bad for them. Like obviously it wasn't normal for them and there had to be fear I think from their side, like, I just, Mm -hmm. I feel so bad for them.
1: You know, and the fact that they can't prove animal cruelty because the horses looked fine, the animals looked fine. I think in the other case, the cruelty, the animals were um, not taken care of. Whereas Mm -hmm. these horses, because it was a different farm, somebody else's animals, they were taken care of. And so how would you know you know, going in the barn every morning that your horse just did a man or a man did your horse. You know, the horse isn't going to turn around like Mr. Ed and be like, hey. Right. Thanks for the (laughs) carrot, but I got something to tell (laughs) you.
0: Right.
1: You know, so I I don't know. It's such a hard thing. And you do feel bad for these animals because horses have memories. Absolutely. You know there had
0: to be some sort of trauma level for these poor animals.
1: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. So, anyway, there's our true crime story, guys. Hope you so enjoyed it. So, what did it. you guys learn today? <laughs> what do you think they learned today, Kim? Um, that you can't do animals. It's wrong. Mm-hmm. Except in four states. <laughs> and it's still wrong. It's still wrong. Um, but there's no laws in those four states. Um, and Sheila was a nut job. That's what we've learned. Yep. Sums it up pretty much. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: I just, I'm still, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, that about sums it up,
1: you know? And by the way, guys, Brandy had no idea I was doing this story. We, we realized that the Sheila story was pretty short because there's one, there's not a lot of details on it. Um, and the trial transcripts are extremely boring. There was nothing fantastical to talk about. Um, so we wanted to give you something else so it wasn't so short. And I figured, what the hell? We'll do a local story.
0: Yeah, you guys got quite the doozy today. Not <laughs> only did doozy. you get a two a two for deal, you got – I mean, we went so far
1: left. <laughs> so far left. But thankfully – that's the only left that will take for a while. I promise you we will go back to normal humans murdering and being cruel to one another because that's what we live for. We do. So, we do. okay, guys, have a great weekend. Um, we will talk to you soon. Thank you, you guys. We appreciate the listening. We appreciate
0: the followership. Um, share us out there, please. We would greatly appreciate it, but we appreciate all of you and we will talk to you soon.